Hey everyone. So there is a turning point in trauma, um, especially if it's been severe, and especially if you do plant medicines. And there's a point of farewell where you become more important than the trauma. In other words, if your little child has been trapped in some horrible event <coughs> and frozen with terror, the Indians call it el susto, where your soul just fucks off because the terror is so overwhelming. There is a point where your soul begins to return, where you become more important than the trauma, where you know that you can leave where you know that you can just dump the horror of these people and of the events. And if it's severe, it usually is the person that's doing it to you, hurting you in any way. There's a point where none of your strategies work anymore, where you are willing to face them, it, whatever happened to you, and basically tell it to go fuck itself. So, so there comes a point where it is over. It, and that is really, you become more important than them. If it's severe trauma, you're caught there, you're frozen there, you're trapped there. And um, it's a very, it's, it's try, you're, you're, you're frozen there. So there are many tricks of how people keep you there, right? What's keeping you trapped there? What's keeping you paralyzed? Well, the overwhelm of a little toddler in front of a, you know, little three foot thing in front of a towering five foot eight person the fact that you're powerless, the fact that it's your parents, the fact that it's tons of factors that make it absolutely unbearable and absolutely terrifying. And it's, that terror is inscribed in every cell of your body. And your strategies are gonna be very powerful. So in my instance, <clears throat> and you have to look at your own narrative and the story of the people that traumatized you. You know, this guy got caught. He had no money and he had to sell me. That was his, his way out. And for sexual abuse as a toddler. And basically said to me, if you don't do it, we die. So, right, you get the whole responsibility of everybody on your shoulders then the overwhelm of the terror, then the overwhelm of being sent out to be abused and not knowing when you're going to be returned, if you're going to be returned. I mean, that whole, whatever, that's, you know, my layers and my walls. But your walls can be whatever. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter really what the trauma is. It's the terror. In the end of the day, if somebody's yelling at you, it's equally as terrifying because it's apparent or they're hitting you, equally as terrifying. When are they gonna stop? 
When are they going to love me? When am I going to, you know, when is a parent going to show up? The terror of a child, the vulnerability is massive. But the problem is, is that we protect them. And what I did was I spent my whole life making them okay and protecting them instead of taking care of my little girl. And I see this over and over again with a lot of people who have been abused and who've been hurt and neglected and abandoned who still protect their parents. Oh, poor things. Because they're still in that paralyzed state. Because they believe if they, you know, if these people aren't what they need me to be, or I need them to be, there is no one. No one. So to get from your strategy in that moment of overwhelm and terror and abuse, and, you know, you're wired with them, to get unwired and to see that they are abusive, horrific people, and that the person that was really you need to take care of is your child, is your child, not them. Not them. You know, to protect them, but that's the strategy of a child. You're trying to figure out what you did wrong, why you aren't enough. They've made you wrong. They've wiped you out. I think that's a very important learning here. They've wiped you out and made you responsible for the horror that they impose upon you. It's not a child's problem if a parent's an alcoholic. It is not a child's problem if a parent has anger issues. But a child ends up having to cope with that instead of growing into the child that it needs to be. It lives in relationship to that reflection. It never shows up. A child that's been abused or hurt or neglected or abandoned never shows up. The only thing it's dealing with moment to moment is how to fix an unresolvable situation. It's the child that needs to be loved and nurtured into existence. It only arrives half cooked, right? That's how evolution works. We don't arrive fully formed. We need another few years just to basically grow into the fullness of our being. But no, barely cooked, here we are, dealing with violence and abuse and anger and people's fucked upness. We're drowned in it, smothered in it, refused in it. You never show up. What shows up is you in relationship to a fucking hurricane and you trying to get out of that fucking shit show or organize it or understand it or see yourself in, refle in, re in response to it. You never showed up. No one came with a mirror and take, took care of you and nurtured you and made you safe and made you love. No. You got wiped out. And in my, and you know, you 
make them the source of your existence and refuse you. So for me, it was always like, oh, they're victims. I need to save them. But I was the one that was being sent out to be abused. Oh, I don't matter. Oh, what happened to me doesn't matter. No, 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 no. That's literally been my whole point of view since I was zero and I'm 60. Complete neglect. I need to go out and save them. I need to go fix them. My life's not about me, it's about them. Oh, and by the way, let me just, let me just shut down the first seven years of the sexual abuse of being sent out to be sexually abused for money because this fucking con man got caught with his fucking knickers down because my mother decided to show up to London with two kids and he was doing fuck all. But again, in the mind of a child and whatever your trauma is, it doesn't matter really. Again, it does, you know, it's all the same shit. It's the overwhelm of a child. So now you're living and building a self in relation to them, to them. I'm not the con man. I'm not the fucking loser. But now I have to build a self that authorizes and legitimizes and is living in relationship to him, to her. Oh, it's okay that you beat the shit out of me. Oh, it's okay that you send me out to be abused. Oh, 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 I don't, I, it's wrong to want to have needs as a child. Why, why would you have needs as a child? I mean, come on. And then they berate you and make fun of you because you're weak. Horrific, right? And it's not about victimhood, it's the truth. It's done over and over and over to children. Children living in the shadow of someone's fucked up shit. Don't have children. Yeah, don't bother. Because you get, have a few drinks and then you, get, you fuck someone, they get pregnant. Don't bother. To have a child, to look after a child is like looking after an orchid. It requires a finesse and love of the fucking universe. It is a whole fucking eternity. It is a universe. It is the most delicate, sophisticated thing ever. If you want to show up and stick it in the dungeon, don't bother having children. Because you've ruined them for life. A child can't do anything. And it's a paralysis. You spend the rest, first half of your life absorbing all their shit and refusing yourself and wiring up to darkness. And the next half of your life trying to fucking disentangle it. You haven't shown up. But again, in my mission is even if I get 
two seconds of my own life, I'm happy with that. I just want the shit out of every cell of my body. And yes, it's tough. It's tough because you are cooked there. But here's how the cooking went down. The cooking was, you don't matter. I don't give a flying fuck about you. I'm going to use you. Because I put out some story and I couldn't, you know, I never lived up to it. And here I'm fucked with two kids. Fuck it. I'm going to just sell you because I can't make any money. But I'm still strutting around as if I'm like king of the castle. I mean, and I said, oh, it's okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're the victim. Oh, it's wrong for me to cry if I go and get abused. Oh, it's wrong if I'm a child. It's wrong to be a child. No, no, you, I need to save all of you. I'm your cash cow. Great. You know what? Give me all that crappy fucking religion about, oh, you know, turn the other cheek shit. B.S. There is no turning the cheek. Life is real. It's practical. It's here. There's no, oh, I'm living in a dream. No, it's here. If someone beats the shit out of you, they're beating the shit out of you. It's not, oh, it was a dream. Oh, it's not, I'm just unattached to it. I'm just like not attaching. No. It's sitting, frothing, breathing inside every fucking cell of your body. And that's what you need to get out. And the most difficult thing is if you've spent a lifetime creating strategies to confirm and authorize and legitimize them because they, you need them to be parents. That's the biggest trick in the book. That's how darkness shows up in its most pernicious, vilest way. It knows a child needs a parent. It knows a child will be loyal to its parent. I agreed. I passionately agreed to their agenda. Or oh, what are you going to do when you're three and four, right? I passionately agreed to refuse my feelings, to refuse childhood to refuse anything that was there, that was mine. I agreed to drown it all so I could be sent out to be abused and make that okay. Make them okay. You're doing the work. They're not being parents. You're doing the work. You haven't even arrived. You haven't even been, you're just seeds in the fucking ground waiting for the gardener to show up. But no, you now have been caught up and having to work for them, to make them work, but you're fair, barely fucking here. You're, it's a wipeout. You might as well just bring 10 tractors and just caterpillar tractors and just fucking roll over you. You don't fucking matter. You never mattered. But you've been trying to make you matter. No, sorry, take that back. You need to make them matter. 
And here's the incredible horror of this delusion. Is you've got no reflection to say that this is wrong anywhere around you. In my case, I, you know, I kept hearing, oh, how great he was. Oh, what a great man. He's lost his mother when he was young. What the fuck do I care? What the fuck do I care? I'm a fucking baby. <laughs> I'm the one that's being sent out to be sexually abused for money. So they can eat. So in that paralytic state that trauma creates, in that frozen arctic tundra of your being where your little four and three-year-old has been completely fucking overwhelmed, the events happen. They did hit you. You did get beaten up. You did get screamed at. You did get sent out to be sexually abused or abused. Whatever it is that happened, it doesn't even fucking matter. It doesn't go away. It doesn't disappear. It's sitting inside your system. It's sitting inside your system. You may not have access to it, but it's still there and it's energized. It has energy. It's in the engine room controlling everything, even though you don't have access to it. I literally was in a ceremony where my hands were behind my back and I was on the floor and this looming, towering piece of evil was over me. It was him. I couldn't see him. I had been fucking locked up. I was in prison since I was a child. But not knowing, I, I normalized it. I made him important. Everybody else seemed to think he was important. So you're the one that's wrong if you think, oh... Isn't that wrong to be doing that? To be hitting you? To be whatever they're doing to you? Yeah, it is. But you can't do anything about it. And you're the one that's made wrong. And then they say, oh, don't play victim. I don't want to hear about that. It's a constant shutting down of you. And if you're little, which is what I'm talking about, you will continually agree and agree and agree to it until you are just the agreement of it. You are the contract. You have agreed, you have signed, you have made a pact with the devil to legitimize their revolting behavior and to refuse your livelihood, your soul. Your soul leaves. El susto. Your soul goes, I'm out of here. And in the ayahuasca, what they're trying to do is to call your soul back. But first, you have to wake up. You have to wake up from the trauma. You have to see the trauma. You have to even, I didn't even know I had any trauma. What are you talking about? I had no idea I had trauma. I mean, I have a few issues, but hey, there's nothing, you know, I'm fine. Look at me, I'm normal. No, 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 no. I was, and I completely owned. I mean, this fucker literally took over my whole system. The terror was so huge. 
it lived as an energetic sister body in my system continues to come out it had to shut me down if they were to abuse me I had to have a 24-hour dungeon keeper in my system for me to shut the fuck up and agree and make that fucker a victim The point of farewell is the point where you matter more than them. Because in that spin-dry cycle, when you're just thrown in early on with all the washing, you don't even know what's up. It's all terror and confusion, and this is it, and let me, I have to agree, and you know, there's no thinking, there's just pure panic. I mean, they called me Scooby-Doo growing up because I was constantly on the verge of death. I was always on the, I felt like I was on the verge of death at any moment. It was pure, unadulterated terror. So there's a moment and it's a slow, it's a slow surface, okay, surfacing. Because they own you. If you've been cooked with them and you've been wired with them, they own you. You've agreed. You've signed the contract. You've agreed to be wiped out. You've agreed to, you know, be inside their little fucking story. And with me, it was even more confusing because then later on when they had a bit of money, they started buying me things and it was all a bit like I became the center of attention and it was all, I didn't understand any of it. I was a cash cow. And more bullying and more anger would get me to deliver the goodies. Even later on, early on it was sexual abuse, then it was pressure to do well. Constant, I had to save them. Whether through work, whether through success, whether through marriage, I had to save them. That was the first task given to me on birth. I didn't even show up. There was no showing up. So, if you're caught up in somebody else's agenda, which you are if there's trauma, there it's like there's a, you know, there's a, a burning hurricane of fire moving towards you and you just get swept up in it. You don't know what's up or down or sideways. You're just in it. You're being soldered by it. You're being manufactured there. You have no truths. It's all a fucking lie. But you can't see it. You're in a fucking well of flames you're just surviving you're just you're a child you don't know what's going on you hide your hatred your anger your child your innocence everything is just shut down 
there is no innocence. I remember thinking, wow, you know, I would have loved to have had a, a childhood. And I'm thinking, I, didn't even, I don't remember what that looks like. It was so bad. And again, if you do ayahuasca, you know, in the, in the ceremonies, you're going to understand a little bit. She's going to give you an outline, but you won't really understand it because the way it's wired. So in the ayahuasca ceremonies, what she's doing when you first do them is she's trying to give you a little bit of the lay of the land. Like she, she showed me, I was on the ground, I was imprisoned. I didn't, I, I, I lived it, a 3D hologram. But it was only a small part of this big blackout that I, you know, you have to put, it's like a jigsaw puzzle. They're like separate little pieces, but you don't know how it all goes together. Like this illumination, the way I was buried, it was, it was all these fragments that I didn't understand, you know, that she illuminated in the dark, which slowly being put back together, right? They're slowly being understood. I, I couldn't because I was so buried. I had so, I was so delusional about them. I was so tricked. And the trick was big for me because it was bad to start off with, right? On arrival, all this abuse. And then later on, there was this turnaround of gifts and, you know, like the tension, attention, which was weird. It was a completely abuse and use of a child to fulfill its agenda. So you don't know whatever happened to you, whatever your trauma is, if you were caught early on in this kind of like moving hurricane of shit, like in a spin dry cycle, you, you, you can't configure anything. You're just in it. Your soul has gone. You're just in agreement. You're, you're just signing contracts left, right and center just because you fucking want to survive. And that's it. What you've shown up to is it. Where the fuck are you going to go with a diaper? You so desperately want to be loved. You so desperately want to have parents. You so desperately want to survive. But the shit is still happening, right? They're still beating the shit out of you. They're still hurting you, whatever, you know, whatever they're doing to you. That event happened. It doesn't disappear. Oh, it's yesterday. Every fucking moment of your life is inscribed in your system. Alive. Past, present, future. So, it takes a while just to wake up to give up your strategies which you don't even know you, you've built. I had so much defense mechanism, so much being around covering them up, protecting them. I mean, in a ceremony in Peru when I was, did ayahuasca, you know, it was like the Indians were saying, come on, Maria, it was the plants as the Indians. Leave, leave them. I couldn't, couldn't crawl across that fucking floor. 
It was like gravity kept me because I was holding on to all this early cooking that I had no idea. I was protect in my brain. I was protecting them. I was. I was. They were the victims. They needed to be saved. I didn't matter. I couldn't acknowledge that it was I that had been abused. It was they that were the adults. And that's how this thing works. If you've been traumatized, you're being held hostage by them as a child. I wasn't allowed to have hatred or rage, which I, you know, had in, you know, bucket loads. My being was always trying to make them work. Oh, poor things. Oh, poor her. Oh, poor him. They're so nice. They were horrible. They were abusive, narcissistic, selfish people that sold their own child for money. I couldn't see that. I couldn't see that. Oh, no, 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 no. First of all, I'd blacked out the whole abuse thing. Oh, no, no, no. And the selfish, the narcissistic, the abandonment, the neglect. Oh, no, they, they, poor things. Yeah, they were victims. You know, his mother died. And they were just peasants, you know. They, they'd done all this stuff and sent us to these private schools. And it's sick. Sick. But I was full on. I drank the Kool-Aid because I had to survive. Because my soul had fucked off, and rightly so. To turn round and to see them for who they are is a massive conquest. You cannot see them for who they truly are when you are a child. You need rose-tinted glasses and more and more on Amazon every day, all day. You have to keep repositioning and rebranding them. I did that all day, every day, until I totally believed that they were these humble peasants. They're victims from some little village. No, they weren't. That cunt had purposely picked my mother to get to her family, to get to London, and dumped her, left her in Spain, fucking around. He had no intention. He banged her up, left her there, thought, oh, she's never coming. It's a fucking con man. A freeloading piece of shit. who sent out his own daughter to be abused because his game was up when she showed up. That's the truth, not my little tiny version of, oh, poor thing. But you don't know because you're little. You're just little and innocent and vulnerable. You 
just want to be loved. You don't know. It was actually the medicine that showed me. I wouldn't have known if the ayahuasca hadn't have shown up and said to me, here, Maria, I'm going to show you exactly who this piece of shit is. There he was on the savannah, like a lion, like a checking out my mother like prey. He had a, he had a motive. He needed to get to her so he could get to them, to her family that had some money and he could fuck off. He had no love for her. She was prey. He used her. And then when the game is up, he used me. That's who he was. He wasn't some fucking victim. He was a cunt. But my poor little girl... made him the victim. And that's what we do when you have trauma. We don't have truths when you have trauma. You don't have truths as a child. You have to survive. When you show up, you're supposed to be loved and taken care of and grown. You need a gardener, not evil. You need to be grown and nurtured not stampeded. And these roots, there are no roots. There was no family. There was an agenda. And I was used to fulfill the agenda. That's it. In a ceremony in Peru, I was a lion in this, and on this mountaintop. This mother, this big roaring mother of a lioness. And I was throwing them out of the kingdom, both of them. Like, I think there's a very famous painting where Adam and Eve are being thrown out of the kingdom. And the ayahuasca put my baby next to me, like when I was a child. So I could feel what it was like to be a baby, and I couldn't feel it. I couldn't connect to my little child. They had severed all connections that I had to my little child. My soul had gone. You will survive. How? Remember, you're powerless and you're vulnerable. You have no knowledge, you're barely conscious. She showed me on a split screen, it was pure black. I'm like, how can it be pure black? It was pure black. I was wiped out by all their agendas, selfish, narcissistic, abusive, uncaring, cruel agenda. But I was making them up. I had to keep inventing them love around. I kept inventing them into people that they weren't. And that final farewell is when you care more about you than you do about the trauma 
or them and you're willing to give all that shit up and say motherfuckers a parent can be anything a parrot a monkey a fucking ant a parent is someone that loves you someone that sees you someone that attends to you it doesn't matter it could be an aunt it could be an uncle it could be a a stranger on the street. If it loves you, if it attends to you, if they abuse you, there are no parents. They trick you, neglect or abandon. Now, you may say, well, you seem to have a very nice life, you know, middle class, England, good schools. It doesn't, none of that shit matters. None of that shit matters. None of it. If your soul has left, if you've been raked across the coals because of the cruelty, it doesn't fucking matter. There is no you. There were no parents. Now, in my case, because I played the role for so long and I had some apparent success, I think survival, right? I was the glue. I was holding the secret. I was holding the secret. I was the court jester. The one that, you know, the MC on stage. I was holding all of that darkness. I was refusing myself and my soul. So I was refusing me so they would work. Abusive, selfish darkness. Like, it's like fuel. Like, oh, I'm just going to take all your fuel and use it to fill my gas tank. Wait, 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 what about, no, no, I'm just going to use all your fuel to fill my gas tank. And you will never be free because you, now you are stuck in there. They own you. I couldn't see any of this. Are you fucking serious? I couldn't see any of it. The final farewell, and again, it comes after many years of cleansing, energetic cleansing, and constant sitting in ayahuasca ceremonies, is a surfacing of the truth of this big monster that's been like the Loch Ness monster in the lake. The ayahuasca begins to give you clues. You will see it in ceremony. You will see the capture. You'll, and it likes different pieces of the jigsaw puzzle. Because you, you, you're in delusion. If you've built a strategy or a story about them or you've, you've tried to, you know, you won't know. You'll be like in black. Like she showed me black, black, black. I had no knowledge of what had happened to me. None. None. I was a complete fucking takeover. 
it was only piece by piece. Literally, I had to give up my story. That's what the cleansing was. It's, I had to give up the story that I believed about them. She had to keep showing me, Maria, you abandoned yourself. I'm like, what do you mean about about myself? I'm, You have to give up your stories about them and they're solid and they're, it's like dynamite. She's got to dynamite each fucking piece of you that you've built. You're right, I abandoned myself. Absolutely. I made them more important than me. But I was a child. I remember this line, it was like, you know, I just drowned on arrival. I, like, I arrived and I was drowned. In other words, my soul just left. It's el susto, they call it el susto. Shapibo. Your soul leaves. And what they do is they try to bring your soul home, which is what I've been sitting night after night trying to see everything so I could get my fucking soul home. And there is a moment where it's like, oh, 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 okay. Oh, it's okay. Your anger, you can justify everything. The anger, the rage, the horror, the truth. You finally see them. They're demons. They weren't parents. The trick. And it's in my brain. Who would send? I wouldn't touch a hair on my son's head. Right? And then suddenly it wants to be like, who would send out their child to sex be sexually abused? It's like you finally like, what? Like, huh? Because you've been defending them. I was defending him. I'd been, my whole life was defending him. There was no way. It didn't even register until I thought about it myself. Like, a child? I send my child to be, I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch, I wouldn't, oh my God. I accepted it from him. But I wouldn't accept it from me. I accepted this piece of evil to send me out to be abused. But I wouldn't accept it from myself to touch a hair on anyone's fucking, especially a child. I love children. I would never, I see them as they are. That it's okay for me to have been taken out and terrified so he could feel good. So again, it's a trick. You have strategies. It's a theft. And you will defend them. That's how little access I had to myself. How little self-love, how little self-value that I was willing to uphold the evil of these people and accept that it was okay for them to do it to me. When that is reversed and you go, huh? That's when you're connecting to your true self. That's when there's a coming home, there's a reconnect with your soul, there's an alignment. What? 
You did this to me? And I accepted it? It's shocking. It's almost like, again, like some piece of the ice that you're paralyzed in has been cut and the water is coming out. You're melting. You're beginning to return. You're beginning to reconnect. You're beginning to allow the truth of what happened to show up. And that's only after a lot of energetic cleansing, daily energetic cleansing with the Ikados. I had given up on myself. I had accepted that it was okay for him to do that, for them to be abusive and selfish and neglectful, that it was okay to not be loved as long as they were okay. Motherfuckers. But when you begin to reconnect with you, when you're beginning to melt that trauma and you're connecting to your soul again, then it becomes untenable. Any strategy, any coping mechanisms, any PR, any rebranding, anything you did to survive it becomes untenable too. I am not protecting this evil because I love myself. You begin to re-love yourself, to value yourself, to care about yourself, your life, your worth. If you have been traumatized, they have wiped you out. I was told I was wrong over and over and over and over and over. I was wrong to be who I was. I was wrong to cry, to be a child. I was wrong for that, to ask them to be parents. And I believe that. Years of loneliness as a child. If you've been a child and you've been in trauma, you are lonely, you are alone. You know there's no love coming your way. And you've accepted it. Because they need to be right. Because they're more important than you. Motherfuckers. And that moment that you be, and it's an act of you beginning to love yourself. <clears throat> you beginning to love. And again, I would have none of this were it not for the medicine because I, the plant medicine has given me unconditional love day after day after day after day after day. So I can melt, clean up, this huge cesspool of energies all around me that refused my existence and terrified me so I would never, ever connect to myself. They just moved into my kingdom and just 
thousands of these fucking energies. Also because I was sent out to be abused. So whatever that energy is, right, too, these people. Day after day after day. Her relentless love and cleansing allowed me to surface. Otherwise, it was like being stamped. I was like stampeded by evil. Just stampeded, abused, refused, neglected, used. It was disgusting. But I accepted it. and legitimize that behavior. The lack of love for yourself if you've been traumatized, of self-love, is huge. It's huge. It was like looking out at the world through a glass window. I was not in the world, I was just looking out at it. I had no love for myself. I had no... However I showed up, it wasn't for me. I had made a pact with the devil. I had agreed to the stampede, agreed to the carpet bombing, agreed to be disappeared so they could just trample. And they could... I agreed to be used as fuel for these agendas. The farewell comes when you begin to reconnect with your little child, to feel the tenderness and the sweetness and the vulnerability of your little innocent child. You all have this beautiful, tender little child that did not deserve to be injured Or trampled on so that your soul left. It's a battle. It's a battle between the light and the dark. But you have to keep battling. My trick was, the trick was huge. I was thrown into the spin dry cycle. I didn't know which way it was up. I agree to all of it. I agree to all of it and to revere it. <laughs> Fucking cunts. Yeah, you don't need to live. You don't need love. No, no, you don't need love. No, no. Fuck you. No, you just, we just need to use you. Oh, and then we're going to tell you you're weak. You're weak.
And all of this is going to feel very uncomfortable if you're used to protecting them. And it's like, it's like death. It's like you will feel uncomfortable and uncomfortable and uncomfortable again because it's going against everything you've been cooked as. If you've been cooked as a souffle and now, you know, you're, you know, you're becoming a pie, it's going to be uncomfortable to feel like a pie when you've always been a souffle. Terrible metaphor, but, you know, bear with me. If I've been playing hopscotch every day and suddenly they say, no, I need you to go horse racing, you go, well, you know, but I've been playing hopscotch. It's going to feel very uncomfortable to give up the hopscotching and to get on a horse. My trick, the trick on me was vast and huge and deep. I was blinded, literally. In the paintings, I'm like, I'm always a swath of paint over my eyes. I'm blinded. I've been blinded, cursed even. The way home is a way back through the dark. Happened early on, barely conscious. And they'll give you all sorts of excuses. Oh, I didn't know, my mother. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know he was doing. Oh, I would have divorced. No, no, no. Because in your brain, you'll be like, well, you know, there's be all sorts of questions as you go into your trauma, as you, as you begin to clarify, like, what? who were these people? I'm like still in shock. Like, who the fuck were these people? The deepest, darkest fucking realms of hell they must have come up from. The trick was huge. And then you'll think, well, were they both involved? Yeah. And your brain will not want, again, the brain will not, your strategies, your everything will say, no, I don't want it to be that. And then it's like, yeah, it was that. And in fact, I was shown in a ceremony, you know. He's talking to me on the bed and my mother's peering in. She knows what's going on. I mean, I have a, if you have children, you'll see. You can see everything that's going on with the child. She agreed. She didn't initiate it, but it doesn't matter. There was no one. There was no safety. There was a complicit agreement. Terrified or whatever, it doesn't matter. She agreed. So, even though you have the outline, and the ayahuasca, these ceremonies, but you know, for me, when I went and did in Peru, I got the outline, you know, I got, I got pieces of it. I got fragments of it. I got, imagine yourself as a huge jigsaw puzzle in a thousand billion pieces. She's going to, she's going to light up the different fragments of it. And you kind of have to put it together. I mean, eventually it comes together because emotionally and physically, etc. And, but for me, I had abandoned myself. I didn't know that, but I had, I'd agreed to be wiped out. And of course, you have all this religious crap around you going, eh, well, you know, just, 
you know, give yourself up and everything and, you know, be coy and be a woman and have no power and all that bullshit. Look at that man on the cross, right? Which, by the way, I've had images of in my ceremonies. Accept all the suffering. No. That just legitimizes, again, evil. You have no choice as a child but to legitimize the horror if you want to survive. If you've been tricked. And it's a trick. And so the farewell comes, you know, if originally you have legitimized them and you've accepted all the horror that was done to you, like it's okay. Yeah, it's okay to fuel an adult whilst the adult abuses a child. Like, huh? I made that okay? I made all your abuse and neglect and violence okay? I willingly wipe myself out so that you could be okay? What the fuck? But you have, you're able to do that because you have cut yourself off from yourself. That's exactly what you've done. You have refused your feelings. You have refused you. You have, you have basically done what they have done to you. You have wiped yourself out. I agreed to the wipeout. Terrific to say, but it's true. Fearless honestly is always the best policy across the board. And then at some point, the farewell happens when it's like, what the fuck? You did, huh? It doesn't really register. It doesn't matter what they say. Oh, you know, he, it's like a friend of mine, like, oh, you know, they took me out in the middle of the night and they, you know, they'd wake me up and put me in a cold shower. Huh? What? When I think about my child, I'm like, what? Take my kid out of bed at three in the morning and put him in a cold shower? I wouldn't even raise my voice to my little munchkin. You serious? But you don't register, right? You go, oh, that was just like, oh, well, you know, because you've been shut down. You can't feel anything. You don't know it like me. It's like, oh, he sent me out to be abused. Oh, okay. Like, oh. It doesn't really register because you're still disconnected from your soul, from your feelings, from your little munchkin. You're still on their side. You still haven't broken the the ice you're still frozen when you start to defrost and you begin to feel and love which is what the ayahuasca does love you that's when it starts to really come home you did what that motherfucker did what you're beginning to love you're beginning to, your heart is, is opening up. It's beginning, somebody put the batteries back into you. Somebody loved you back into existence. For me, it's been the ayahuasca. She loved me back into existence. I matter again. 
my existence matters to someone. My existence matters to the universe, to divinity. You matter to something, to someone. That's the power of this medicine. She wakes you up from the dead if there's been trauma. Or your coma, I would say more coma than death. Your coma allowed for everything to happen. Your co coma was your survival. Somebody called it a subpersonality that's holding all the trauma. I had to accept it. That evil, evil, shut me down. The farewell is when your heart begins to pump again. You begin to love yourself. To acknowledge your feelings. I couldn't even think. I could just say it, but like, there's a point where it's like, huh? It's you. You are the thing they shut down. You are the divinity they trampled all over. You are the piece of light that they tricked, that they stole. I remember in a ceremony where I couldn't, you know, I couldn't leave. I was stuck and thousands of plants, they came as the Indians. They're like, come on, Maria, it's time to go. I, said, I couldn't leave. I said, and I asked them, I said, why did I leave? And the Indians were love, right? They were the personification of love. And they said, you didn't leave, you were stolen. So, in the end, the farewell is when you matter again. You matter more than the trauma. You matter more than them. You're willing to face them. You're willing to, you, you, you have the courage to go into that cave and face that roaring dragon that took your soul. Your soul is being returned when your heart is being opened. When you're willing to walk away. I don't give a flying fuck about this family. I care about me. Like, really care. Not like fake care. Like, really care. When you can go, what? They did what? Not like, oh, I'm supposed to take it on the chin. They're supposed to, you know, if they beat you up or they do whatever, or they insult you. Oh, it's, a, it's part of, you know, growing tough. Like they do a lot to men. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm not supposed to cry. I'm supposed to be a man. That's all bullshit. That's bullshit. That's all legitimizing this evil. Your strength is in your vulnerability. 
Your strength is in your self-love. Your strength is in the original magnificent piece of light that showed up. It is not in pretending strength. I did a lot of pretending strength. I was a I was buried. There was no strength. Your power is in being available to all of you and feeling it and expressing it. That is your power. It is not in the armor of pretend. Look at me, I shout, therefore I'm powerful. Look at me, I've got a Prada dress, I'm powerful. You are not fucking powerful until you have basically are sent at the center of your being. When you can weep, when you can be overjoyed, when you can be angry, when you have your compass is a perfectly attuned piece of your hardware. When you are at your center, when nothing fucking matters, because you know that you can respond to everything in the most authentic, truthful way. You can be terrified. You cannot be terrified. You can be happy. You are authentically at your center. That is true love for you. I don't have to pretend myself into existence. I don't have to hide for anyone's lies. I don't have to pretend them into existence. That is the sound of your soul returning and your trauma being dismantled. It is not an overnight thing. The way you are built is very powerful. If you've been traumatized, it is very sophisticated. It has tons of strategies. You will not remember what happened if there's been trauma. And that's rightly so, so that you can survive because you were barely conscious. But your farewell begins when the cleansing has been so thorough and again, with me it was with plant medicines, when your understanding, when all these pieces of the puzzle begin to be put back together and you become more important than them, that's when you start rising up. Your flower begins to bloom again, the shoots come out of the ground when you have begun to see the truth of that darkness. Bye.